Between the Lies podcast episode 11. Born hero on the beat. Yo. And she's the furthest thing from basic. Basic. I'm trying to deal with all these changes. And how my life keeps rearranging. Arranging. I'm just burning up these pages. And she's the furthest thing from basic. Basic in the crib, just getting faded. They try to tell me to stay patient. I hate it. I'm just really trying to make it. And welcome back to the Between the Lies podcast, where we deep dive into whatever wicked or warped subject we might find our way into on that given day. As always, I am your host, and today I want to make note of the fact that I am extremely sick because that might bother some people audio-wise, but I do want to say I am very sick. I am not feeling my absolute best. You'll probably hear it in my voice if that bothers you. I apologize in advance. But today we are going to be talking about all things conspiracy as well as the state of the world. I mean, sometimes people think of somebody who's into conspiracy as this person who has unrealistic ideas of the world. But I'm here to tell you that more things than not that the so-called conspiracy theorists have broke open in terms of stories and leads and crucial information being withheld by the mainstream media. I mean, I would say 80 to 90 percent of it ends up being true. And I'm here to tell you personally, yes, my opinion, but the world is rigged. And I want to talk a little bit about sports, the stock market, and the way even people get elected. I mean, the entire world is rigged. And you, as I have in the past, once you realize one of these things is rigged, let's talk about sports first and foremost. So once you realize that sports is rigged, you can start to understand that, oh, the stock market could easily be rigged as well because it involves money. The root of all evil is money. And today I just want to talk about a lot of general conspiracies and the truth behind the world. Because after I opened my eyes to, cliche as it sounds, read between the lies when I was younger, I would say about 15 or 16 is when I really opened my eyes to what's going on and started looking deeper into literally everything about the world and questioning everything I knew. Of course, I had mentioned in a different episode of the podcast, this actually all started with a movie called Zeitgeist, which I highly suggest you guys go watch. It does have some stuff about 9-11, some stuff about religion, which I don't personally agree with anymore, although then I was open to the ideas they were speaking about, and things about currency, which is the Federal Reserve, the Federal Banks, which anybody in history will talk about this at some point either throughout this episode or another, but anybody in history who has ever gone against the federal banks have died. Go figure, I think it's eight or nine of the people who were fighting against the Federal Reserve ended up being on the Titanic, which hit an iceberg. I mean, as far as we know, we weren't alive then. But the truth of the matter is the Titanic so-called hitting an iceberg served multiple purposes because it also took out very wealthy, very powerful people, rather, that were going against the federal banks. But before I go too far on a tangent, let's focus on one thing at a time. Let's talk about sports. 
Now, I am an Eagles fan, and that is absolutely true, but this is completely unbiased, and I'm going to talk about sometimes that the Eagles are protected by the referees, and the Eagles are protected by the spreads, or whatever America's betting on happens to benefit the Eagles in that situation, but I do want to talk about one thing that didn't benefit the Eagles. Now, for my people who don't know NFL, the team is the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They bring the biggest ratings of any team, and obviously with Jalen Hurts being their quarterback, he's a humble guy, likable guy. They're a primetime team. Most of their games, if not literally all of their games this year, have been on primetime and in primetime spots. That's your Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night football games where the NFL can garner the absolute most viewership on that specific game. But before I go on about this year, Let's talk about some of the things of last year's Super Bowl that were fishy to me. And obviously, when you look at the percentage of America that bet on which team in last year's Super Bowl, you will obviously see some connections there because, spoiler alert, Vegas won. The bettors did not win on the Super Bowl, and that's a likely story. You have to remember that there is billions and billions of dollars involved in sports betting, Not only that, but the NFL is literally the most powerful sports organization, at least in my opinion, in the country. So let's talk about some of the things that didn't add up about that specific game being last year's Super Bowl. So first and foremost, without going too deep into it, most of America put money on the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's the most important thing to know. At first, the Kansas City Chiefs were favored in the matchup, but based on some injuries as well as the Eagles' overall momentum and the fact they really hadn't been stopped on a large scale all year, the betters quickly flipped to Philadelphia. So literally a higher percentage of America in general, whether that be taking the Eagles straight up or taking the Eagles favor by two and a half or two points, I think it was right before kickoff, most of America took the Philadelphia Eagles. Now let's talk about the grounds crew for the Super Bowl game because a lot of people know, anybody who watched the Super Bowl, aka most of us, um, will know that the grounds crew was harped on multiple times by the broadcasting booth. And why was that? Because the field was so terrible. But the Chiefs players were constantly changing their cleats and had been more prepared for these wet conditions. But when we talk about who the groundskeeper was and his connection to Kansas City, go figure, you'll see that this is all in the name of Vegas making a buck. And in the biggest game of the year, they're going to get you one way or another. So the head of the grounds crew for the Eagles and Chiefs Super Bowl was George Toma, and this was his final act in terms of being an NFL groundskeeper. But let's read a little bit about him, and then it becomes more obvious. And for those people who are going to say, this is just sour grapes, I'm completely over the loss, and I'm emotionally detached um, from sports. I still watch the Philadelphia Eagles. That's my team. That's never going to change. But I'm not emotionally attached to the outcomes, as you shouldn't, because When you hear some of this stuff, and I'm going to talk about current storylines going on in the NFL as well, you're really going to open your eyes to some of the weird things that are going on that just happen to benefit Vegas. So anyways, George Toma, who was the head of the grounds crew for the Super Bowl, is an American groundskeeper who specializes in working on sports facilities. Now we'll skip over his early life. I'm literally reading this off a website. 
Kansas City sports teams, it says. This is under his career section. Toma has maintained the fields at numerous stadiums used by MLB and the National Football League. For much of his career, Toma was the head groundskeeper for the Truman Sports Complex in Kansas City, Missouri, which includes the Kansas City Royals Kauffman Stadium and the Kansas City Chiefs Arrowhead Stadium. So you mean to tell me, in the biggest game of the entire year, with billions and billions of dollars on the line, the NFL decided that putting somebody who has loyal ties to Kansas City and the Kansas City Chiefs organization in itself, putting him as the head groundskeeper was an even playing field in terms of he was not going to manipulate the game in any way to help the Chiefs. So you mean to tell me in the biggest game of the year they trusted somebody with obviously a clear bias and when you see some of the conditions of the actual Super Bowl last year you'll see that the grounds crew completely dropped the ball now some people most people me included think this was done purposely and some of the storylines during the game we saw a lot of Chiefs players changing their cleats and had more weather oriented cleats or were able to adapt a little better apparently they were actually practicing in these conditions because they knew the field would be like this while the Philadelphia Eagles were trying to adapt on the go, as in they weren't really ready for it, trying to change cleats, do anything they can. It's not like they were ready for these horrible conditions. And in itself, the Super Bowl, again, the biggest game of the year, you would expect nothing less than the NFL to ensure that the field is completely perfect. The fact in itself that the field was so poor that players were not able to really get their cleats into the ground is a travesty in itself in the biggest game of the year. And in fact, the Philadelphia Eagles actually had the much stronger pass rush. All year they have been known for their pass rush because they sub in multiple guys at different times. Veterans like Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, etc. They have some young guns on the sides as well, Josh Schwett. So the Eagles were really known for that pass rush, and the fact that the grounds crew somehow completely ignored this horrible field, and the biggest game of the year was played on this horrible field, is the reason that the Eagles' pass rush was neutralized. So again, most of America bet on the Eagles, but the Chiefs had some favorable circumstances. The head of their grounds crew ends up being the head of the grounds crew for the Super Bowl, and then the conditions are so bad that they not only benefit the Chiefs who were ready for it, but they neutralize one of the Eagles' strongest points. I mean, what are the chances of that? So anyways, then we're going to come up on what I think is the most blatant example that I personally have ever seen of blatant and egregious sports rigging in the terms of all trying to make Vegas a quick buck. So in the game, it was 35-35, and the Chiefs were driving. There was a minute 54 left on the clock, and it was third and eight, just within the Chiefs' 20, somewhere within their own 20, so close to scoring a touchdown. But in this situation, third and eight, the Eagles only had one timeout with 154 on the clock. So here's a list of the ways that this can go. If the Chiefs convert this third down and make it another first down, the Eagles would have to spend their time out, a.k.a. the Chiefs are able to kneel it or run the ball, run the clock out, and kick a field goal to end the game. But that's not what happened. So what happened was Patrick Mahomes threw an incomplete pass to Juju Smith-Schuster. 
At first, there were no flags, and it was just an incomplete pass, which would mean the Chiefs would have to have kicked a field goal and only been up by three, and the Eagles would get the ball back with about a minute 30, minute 40 left. But Patrick Mahomes started pointing around about a hold, and there came the flag. So the ref actually threw the worst flag I have ever seen in my life, and there are millions and millions of Eagles fans and people who aren't Eagles fans and even Chiefs fans who have said that this is the worst call they've ever seen. So please don't say that I'm biased because I'm really not in this situation. I'm just telling it as it is. So James Bradbury, who was the Eagles quarterback, he did lightly, lightly tug on the jersey of Juju Smith-Schuster at the very beginning of the play. Yes, Obviously, people will say, well, he held him. That's a hold. But there is such a thing in the NFL as let the boys play. And there's also holding of some sort on every single play. That's with the O-line, the defensive line, the cornerbacks. Heck, even the receivers are holding people and pushing off of people. And it's really like when it wants to be called is when it's called. I'm all about calling these things when they're obvious or egregious. But this clearly was not a hold, and as well as the flag was not thrown right away, it wasn't obvious to the ref. It wasn't until Patrick Mahomes started pointing around, a.k.a. maybe cueing the ref, hey, you got to do something, we want to win this game, and there the ref throws the flag, a.k.a. Mahomes, again, is the new Tom Brady. So the NFL also protecting him, as well as protecting their vested interest, which was the millions and billions of dollars that were placed on this game. And remember, again, America, for the most part, in general, bet on the Philadelphia Eagles. So if there is no flag in that situation, the Chiefs kick and the ball goes back to the Eagles with the chance for them to win it. But since that flag goes down on the ground, the Chiefs advance, they're able to wind down the clock, kick the field goal, and effectively end the game. So what are the chances that not only the head groundskeeper of the Super Bowl has deep ties to Kansas City as well as the Royals and the Chiefs, a.k.a. the team that is in the game, the field is horrible and that benefits the Chiefs, and this last ticky-tack call benefits the Chiefs, effectively ends the game, and screws millions more Americans out of their hard-earned money that they bet on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, again, if most of America had bet on the Chiefs, I would expect that the Eagles would have got more favorable calls and more favorable circumstances in general, but obviously that's not the way it happened. So do me a favor if you haven't seen this specific play or read about the Chiefs groundskeeper who was in charge of the game, go ahead and look this up on your own accord after the podcast. These are egregious and just obvious examples of sports rigging it is so clear to me that the nfl will and does control games for certain outcomes and it's all in the name of making vegas money and this was the actual moment i will never forget this as the eagles lost i was crushed me and my wife drove home and i was literally crushed i don't think i even said a word on the ride home i was that crushed and I am in a full-grown adult. I was completely crushed. And then as I watched the tape back and I started seeing the NFL this year, it really started to dawn on me that why am I so emotionally attached to this? Because at the end of the day, it really is entertainment. And the NFL, MLB, NBA, all of that also closely resemble the Colosseum in Rome, which for those of us who don't know, 
was used as a distraction to keep people basically off the ball or with their eyes on sports and come see these gladiators fighting instead of thinking about how you live in a dictatorship. So that's a whole nother layer to it. But this entertainment that is sports, it keeps people so emotionally invested and so focused on their team or this outcome of the game because they bet money. And instead of worrying about actual world issues, like, I don't know, the billions of dollars that are being sent to Ukraine and the fact that we literally don't know where it's going, but instead me and you are going back and forth about fantasy football or I'm stressing out about fantasy football or a trade or, you know, I mean, honestly, we as Americans especially, but people in the world, we tend to focus on these things that don't really matter, like celebrities especially, instead of keeping our eyes on the real issues. So that's a whole nother layer to it, and that's just my personal opinion. But sports, celebrities, entertainment, Hollywood even, it's a distraction, and I see it for what it is. It's, it's dark because it takes you away from actual humanitarian issues like I don't know, worrying about all the homeless vets that are out there, the people who fought for our country who are now homeless and can't even eat. But instead of taking care of them, we're so worried about the next sports game or this celebrity's dating this celebrity. I mean, none of it really matters. But again, before I go too far off topic, the biggest game of the year was completely rigged and Stevie Wonder could have seen that. But nonetheless, there are also multiple obvious examples of the NFL being rigged this year and I'm going to share with you guys um, at the end of this uh, to let you know what I believe will be the outcome of the NFL season and we're going to talk again about the Eagles and the Chiefs now most people even if you're not into football it's been drilled in our heads by now is that Taylor Swift is dating Jason Kelsey or I'm sorry I apologize Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey on the Kansas City Chiefs and she's at all the games and they can't stop focusing on her instead of the actual action that's on the field so it's obviously big business the Taylor Swift fans are like a cult at least that's what I hear I don't know for sure but they're like a cult apparently and I know so many people love and would die for Taylor Swift and obviously the NFL is using this so-called relationship I'll put that in air quotes but nonetheless I don't really believe it's a real relationship I think it might just be business but they're using this relationship to their advantage so there are Taylor Swift fans who are now watching NFL games to hope to hear about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey or catch a glimpse of them walking onto the field or to see her doing secret handshakes with Patrick Mahomes' wife. I mean, it is really getting ridiculous at this point, but it's big business. All the Taylor Swift fans tuning into the NFL, and now you have some of the NFL fans being exposed to Taylor Swift's music as to where they really didn't before. So it's really a win-win situation in terms of business. So think about that storyline, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And then we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles because they also have a Swift and a Kelsey. And I don't think that's by accident at all. So they have Jason Kelsey, who's Travis's brother, one of the cornerstones for the Eagles' entire organization. He's been an Eagle his whole career. He's the best center in football. He's about 35, 36, maybe even 37 years old, and he's the best center in football. Um, nonetheless, he's Travis Kelsey's brother. And the Eagles also, in the offseason, 
picked up a running back named DeAndre Swift, who became their starting running back. So now you have Jason Kelsey blocking for DeAndre Swift. So imagine if the Eagles and Chiefs were to make it into a Super Bowl matchup. The stories would write itself. The script would write itself. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift go against Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift, as well as what would be the biggest business splash that the NFL could make all year, at the very least, to have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift attending. Nonetheless, throughout the entire year, there have been various examples of the Chiefs getting calls out of nowhere, similar to the same call that happened in the previous Super Bowl to win it. And there have also been examples of the Eagles, who again are my team, getting calls that I don't believe were warranted or not getting penalties called on them at all. I want to talk about one example that I witnessed a couple weeks ago. The Philadelphia Eagles Sunday night faced the Miami Dolphins. Now, throughout the game, the Eagles were playing very aggressively on defense, and I noticed definitely some defensive holding. I definitely noticed some pass interference. I definitely noticed some obvious face mask. That's the Eagles defense pulling on the offensive player's face mask. And it's pretty obvious and egregious. And the Eagles actually had no penalties called on them the entire game. Well, go figure, who do you think America bet on going into the game? As I looked into the numbers, apparently it was 60-40. That meaning America bet 60% of their money on the Miami Dolphins, a.k.a. the Eagles being protected in that situation, actually won Vegas the absolute most money as well as noticing that the Chiefs and Eagles are being extremely protected, a.k.a. all to what I believe to be the Super Bowl rematch of the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Swift and Kelsey versus, you got it, Swift and Kelsey. Now, I am fully aware that this prediction may not come true at all, and if it doesn't, I will stand in front of the controversy. I'll let you know that I was completely wrong, but for right now, I see no reason in terms of business-wise why the NFL will not make that happen. And the people who are listening to the podcast, I hope I'm right about this. I would like the Eagles to get back and win it this year. But nonetheless, if I'm right about it, we will 100% know that sports is rigged. But again, as I always say, I like to touch on a summary of the topics, go into some details, but I also want to encourage you guys to do some research yourself and come to your own conclusions as well. Look into these things I'm telling you. Open your mind to the fact that I believe not only sports is rigged, and which is a distraction in general, but also the entire world is rigged. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, here's an example, the stock market. So I have a few friends that are in the stock market and have made some money in the stock market, but similar to like going to the casino, they always say the house always wins or you always break even. So there are definitely ways to make money in the stock market, which some would consider illegal. And this would be basically insider trading. So the idea of like insider trading is, let's say somebody like Hillary Clinton, hypothetically, and this is not a fact, I don't want to get sued, but Hillary Clinton, hypothetically, gets some information um, that a business is basically going from $1 per stock to $30 per stock. So Hillary Clinton, let's say, hypothetically, goes and buys 100 stocks of this for $100. And then that 100 stocks is all times 30. So 
these politicians, wealthy billionaires, millionaires, they know about some of these stocks going up and down. But me or you, if we were to be tipped off, let's say somebody told us, hey, Tesla's going up tomorrow, put all your money in it. If I was to go and put $10,000 into Tesla and Tesla or the banks or the stock companies actually found out that I knew the information prior or was tipped off, I would go to prison for the rest of my life. It's just another way that the politicians and the wealthy elite of this world and the people pulling the strings behind the curtains keep the distance between, the gap between. They always talk about the gap. And there used to be a lower class, middle class, and then the rich and wealthy class. But now with the economy the way it is, all the money that's being thrown into the economy, all the billions of dollars that are being sent to Ukraine that we'll be paying back for literally the rest of our lives through taxes, mind you, and probably more taxes coming. But nonetheless, this type of stuff completely destroys the economy. So that makes it so there is no middle class. So now the people who are making 70000 a year are still barely getting by as to where a few years ago, five, ten years ago, somebody making seventy thousand a year maybe was doing pretty well for themselves. So the gap keeps widening. This happens with the stock market. This happens with Vegas and sports and them controlling and manipulating games. This happens with these Fortune five hundred companies only staying in one family. The true fact of it is there is an elite group of people. And they're billionaires, and we're talking about NFL owners, MLB owners, billionaires, but also people who far exceed that net worth, like the Rothschilds. I mean, there are many families behind the scenes that are actually running this world. George Soros, for example, is somebody who really is known to basically control the world. And these are some of the people who are also involved in the federal banks. So they are controlling the world, and in effect, they are controlling us. Various ways of doing this, like we talked about, sports, celebrities, music, distractions. I mean, there are shootings happening every other day, and I'm not just blaming those all on conspiracy, but there is literally so much being thrown at us at once. I mean, we have the Hamas and Israel thing. Of course, people want to take sides and have a humanitarian-type outlook on it, and we want to take sides, but there are also people taking sides with the people from Palestine. And all I'm saying is, can we not be involved in this? Because at the end of the day, America has its own problems. I'm not taking away anything that's happening in Israel or Palestine, and I really kind of stay away from researching the topic because I feel like it's like a cancer to your brain. The more we start worrying about that, you have people riding down the street, listening to the radio, thinking about Israel and Hamas, but they're not really worried about the things that are going on every day, not only in their town or city, but in this whole country. We got to start worrying about the things that matter, like, oh, maybe the fact that the two people running for president are both over 75 years old or around 75 years old or the fact that the current president literally has had his brain operated on and is literally the biggest example of a puppet president that we have ever seen and I don't care which side of the aisle you're on left or right I believe it's all just basically a play so I believe in it as this you have the left side of the aisle which is the Democrats who believe in totally different things than the right side of the aisle. 
So some people identify more with the right side, and that's totally fine. And some people identify more with the left side, which again is totally fine. Some people take it issue by issue. We have these hot button issues that divide people on a daily basis. And I'm sorry if I'm going all over the place. I didn't really write this episode. I'm just going off the cuff. But we have these issues that divide people on a daily basis. These things are like abortion or war or Ukraine or Hamas and Israel. So all these things being thrown at us at once. And as human beings, you know, we want to offer our opinion and take a stance on these things because these are such serious issues. But we're doing that instead of focusing on the things that actually matter. How about term limits for politicians so people like nancy pelosi can't be in politics for her whole entire life mind you all these people including joe biden and most if not all politicians all live huge luxurious lives and it is not just on taxpayer salaries most of these people are supposed to make i don't know a hundred to two hundred to maybe three hundred if they're lucky thousand dollars per year But most of them, through the grace of God, I guess, through stocks, just got rich overnight. And a lot of them are doing deals for foreign enterprises in foreign countries and basically selling out the American people. And then somebody like Joe Biden's son is being hired uh, by a company in China when he really doesn't have the experience to be hired for a multi-million dollar deal. It's all about... Biden and the corrupt politicians in this world doing favors for these outside interests and then they get their shoulder padded and three million dollars in their bank account literally on a daily basis especially in America I don't know too much about other countries but especially in America we are being sold out every single day me and you are going to our nine to five jobs and we're supposed to just keep our head down and don't worry about it But the economy is worsening. It is literally harder every single day to put food on the table. My family's grocery bill used to be $80. Last week, it was $150. Mind you, we did shop for some extra stuff than normal, but still, it should not be that much. At the most, it would be like $110, $120 what we bought. Now it's $160. Now people are working two or three jobs just to get by. So let's talk about some of these issues as well because we're so worried about fighting the world's problems in Israel and Hamas. Why can't we all as American people, whether you're on the left side, right side, whatever side, just come together, put sports aside, put politics aside, put hot button issues like abortion aside, and let's all come together and realize that the world is quite literally rigged, and they have us by the balls, excuse my French. Everybody is so controlled by all these issues that are happening, like where do you fall on gun control, or where do you fall on abortion? I mean, to me, it's just to keep us in constant limbo, and it almost like keep you in an adrenalized state where you're worried about World War Three or worried when your paycheck's hitting, instead of Worrying about the fact that we are being controlled by a government that literally does not give two shits about me or you. Furthermore, they literally have disrespected citizens of our own country and showed us that they don't care about me or you. Proof in this is in the Maui so-called wildfire fund and all the BS that's going on with that. I mean, 
they lowballed each citizen and gave them $700. Meanwhile, we are literally sending almost $200 billion to Ukraine, and we're not going to get any of it back. And we really can't track it or even know where it's going. But more about control. Now, in terms of the school system, we see one of the biggest examples of our lives being completely controlled. And when I say that, this is exactly what I mean. School gets you just smart enough to go and work your 9-to-5 job, but just dumb enough not to question anything or not to lead a movement. School, at least in my experience, my life experience, never really taught me anything meaningful. Sure, I know the formula for how to find 3.14 yada yada yada, but I never knew how to balance a checkbook. I never knew about keeping good credit and ways to make your credit go up faster. I never knew to read over a lease before you sign. I never learned how to read a contract or any legal stuff. And this is all stuff that affects us on a daily basis. And on top of it, to top it all off, they're teaching us their version of history in school. Did you know that there literally was plenty of presidents before George Washington? Of course not under the official United States Constitution, but think about it. We are literally told lies all the time. They made this thing about Christopher Columbus when really he was a horrible guy. All the things we really know about history and the history of the world has been altered, and you start to wonder why. Things like the pyramids are apparently built by the Egyptians, but that doesn't make any sense because we couldn't replicate them today. School is just a bunch of meaningless stuff, and it starts with your children training them to be somewhere for eight hours a day. And even to do homework when they come home, which is a whole another deal. Obviously, nobody likes doing homework, neither did I. Anyways, I want to remind everybody that I'm a little under the weather, so if you hear me trying to catch up to my breath, that's why. I'm trying to shake this off, and obviously I'm doing the podcast, so it's making me feel a little better in that sense, but I'm not feeling too well lately. Anyways, in terms of school, John Rockefeller, who is a part of one of the most rich families in the entire world, it is said the Rockefellers, just like the Rothschilds and a few other families we'll get to in some other episode, truly are the people behind the curtain who run the world. Now, while John Rockefeller was the head of the Board of Education, it is said that he stated this, I want a nation of workers, not a nation of thinkers. And that tells you everything in itself. I really think the entire world around us is to keep us dumbed down and unaware of what's going on. Let's talk about some of the distractions. We talked about, obviously, sports. And it's nothing against you if you're into sports. I just, in my mind, I say, Don't be so emotionally invested because you're literally giving your energy to something that is rigged or staged at least in some way, shape, or form. We have sports. We have politics. We have the idea that who we are voting for, whether that be a Democrat or a Republican, actually cares about us. When it's known that there are hundreds of thousands of lobbyists paying these people to change certain things once they're in office. And we have politicians who, again, should be making $300,000 a year. All of a sudden, they have $10 million in one year. I mean, that in itself shows you the corruption within our own system. The fact that lobbyists even exist, the fact that somebody can pay somebody to bribe them, and we call it lobbying when it's bribery. 
I mean, that in itself tells you everything you need to know about the complex of America. More on distractions, we have the mainstream media, which is always, and I mean always, pushing their own motive. As of now, with the Israel and Hamas conflict especially, I'm seeing them gear people up for the fact that we may be going to World War III. Although, personally, I don't believe we will. I think it's just to keep us in this constant state of fear. Again, when people fear things, they are more easily controlled and more susceptible to control. And that's what's happening. Our own government doesn't want us to realize that we don't really need them. So anyways, they throw a million distractions at us to see what sticks. And most people are completely caught up in it. I know a few people that believe everything they hear on the mainstream media, even after I have showed them specific examples of the mainstream media completely lying for their own agenda. And we are controlled in that way as well. We are controlled by celebrity in the terms of people looking up to these celebrities that have unattainable images in terms of bodies that are literally genetically manufactured by plastic surgeons in Los Angeles. So you have little girls who, let's say, they don't look exactly like Kendall Jenner or Kylie Jenner or Kim Kardashian. They think they're not good enough. They think they always have to be wearing makeup and their hair be perfect to even go out of the house when life's really not about that kind of stuff. Sure, it's fine if you want to look good to go out, but you shouldn't hold yourself to this so-called beauty standard that is taken over in terms of girls and celebrities. It's a way to make them feel lesser than and not believe in themselves, and it's happening every day. We have certain rap artists, again in the celebrity category, that are promoting literally nothing but guns and drugs and doing bitches and all that stuff. I didn't know really how to say that, but nonetheless, they are literally filling our airwaves with complete trash. Now, sometime in the 90s, hip-hop in itself took a strange turn in the terms of all the stuff that was coming out before that was more, not motivational, it was gangster, but it was more about opening your mind and thinking for yourself and having a creative uh, conscience in a way and trying to see through the world. But sometime in the early 2000s, what took over is this different brand of hip-hop and R&B that dominates most of the airwaves. That's all completely derogatory, not only towards the people who are rapping, but women. I mean, it's just all about kill, 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 murder, 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 do drugs, sell drugs. That is literally all we've heard in terms of rap and the mainstream rap scene for as long as I can even remember. And that's not even to mention the satanic and occult agendas of celebrities and the entertainment industry. When they're literally putting the fact that they do occult type stuff right in front of us every single day. Doja Cat, another example that I've talked about her on the podcast as well as on my TikTok. She literally is letting us know every time she posts just about that she is satanic and in the so-called Illuminati. Now, I don't like to call it the Illuminati because that has become such a derogatory term. It's kind of linked to crazy conspiracy theorists, but... These artists are telling you every single day through all their music that not only are they controlled, but they are demonically entered maybe by spirits or maybe it's just a front, but they are practicing these occult type of practices and they're leading us the wrong way in general. Think about the Kardashians. 
Think about the 10-year-old girl who thinks that she has to look like Kendall Jenner. Or, more so, like Kylie Jenner, who we know has been enhanced and enhanced by plastic surgery time and time again. So we have 10-year-old girls looking up to these so-called icons that teach them nothing about be yourself, love yourself, believe in yourself. Instead, they post Instagram pictures that are ultra-filtered and make girls think that they have to look a certain way to be beautiful. And not only that, there's literally people who worship these celebrities. I get being into an actor or a rapper or something like that and wanting to go to all their shows and wanting to see everything they're doing. But these people, we put these false idols up on a pedestal. I mean, the fact that Drake calls himself the Six God. We talk about, oh, that means Toronto, but it's been all in his videos for the longest time. Even some of his songs, you'll hear a triple six, and I won't even say it, but you'll hear a triple six in the initial intro, and we're taught to think, oh, that's Toronto, he's the sixth god. No, it's actually demonic, and it's actually the fact that these artists are being controlled on a much larger scale than we even know. Like I said, people who worship celebrities and follow them around, and that is their entire life goal. I personally believe that for life and the journey that we call life, it's all about finding out about yourself, testing yourself sometimes, make yourself feel uncomfortable sometimes, get the new job that you didn't think you deserve, try it out, do your best wherever you are, think about bettering yourself. Let's talk about, I don't know, meditating or positive things like working out or spending time with our families. Instead, on Sunday, when people are supposed to be worshiping God, we are worshiping false idols and icons. We're worshiping football instead. And there's a middle linebacker. He's on the Saints. His name is Demario Davis. And I really would um, urge you guys to look into a quote. He had a really great game one time. And in the post-press uh, conference, he was asked, you know, how do you do this? Or what is up with this great performance? He put all of his grace in God and even said a few words like so, that we are so busy worshiping NFL players on Sunday that we really should be worshiping God. And when you look at the entertainment industry, and I'm not forcing religion on anybody, but if you look into the entertainment industry and you see all the unholy things that come out of it, I mean, we are worshiping these celebrities instead of working on ourselves and maybe having a relationship with God. We are literally going the other way, and whether we realize it or not, it's like we're all under this crazy spell. And whether we realize it or not, we all have infinite potential. We can literally all change the world, especially if you put your mind into it. But with this list of distractions, sports, politics, celebrity, World War III, TikTok, Facebook, all these things to keep us away from our true purpose. And I do appreciate everybody bearing with me sounding a little sick. And I appreciate everybody bearing with me because today has been like a freestyle episode. And what I mean by that is normally I research the subject up and down for the first week and I work on recording the second week. This week, this is something I feel so strongly about that I just put the microphone in front of myself, hit record, a bunch of takes, and just tried to figure it out. But my message to you is remember that a lot of things in this world are rigged. So don't put all your emotion into sports 
or a certain outcome, whether you bet money on it or not, don't be so controlled by it. You can watch this entertainment and not be consumed by it. Those are totally different things. In terms of celebrities, remember that Kim Kardashian is just like anybody else, just with a lot of Botox. I mean, literally, these people are teaching us every day how to worship objects and material instead of being around our families. We put celebrities above our own families or music above our own families. It's an everyday thing that's happening, and I feel like it literally is some type of crazy spell. I guess I'm going to repeat that again. But nonetheless, remember that these things are all distractions, and remember to work on yourself. A few years ago, I started the Between the Lies podcast, and I stopped it for a while because I just had a lot going on in life, and I had a million excuses why I couldn't sit in front of the microphone once or twice a week. Nonetheless, lately, I've been so creatively energized from the TikTok, I decided to start it again, and I've found my true purpose, which is not only being a family man to my family every day, but it's to record this podcast and try to wake even one person up from this so-called spell that we're under. Remember, care about your family, look out for your family, look out for your friends, value human relationship more than we do. I mean, we literally, I see all the time people sitting at dinner, a couple sitting at dinner, been together for a year, and they're both on their phone and literally don't say a word to each other. We are so far removed from what's really happening, we are literally in limbo due to all these distractions. Put your phone down for family dinners. Talk to your family. Talk to your mom or your dad if you still have them around. Cherish these human relationships and realize that at the end of the day, entertainment is a cult and it's trying to get us away from our true purpose as well as mainstream media, celebrities, etc. I could go on and on, but again, I am so thankful for every single person not only watching my TikToks, commenting whether negative or positive, but the people who are listening to the podcast as well and listening to every word I'm saying. I'm just trying to take you on this journey that I've gone through with me. I want to open people's eyes and I want everybody to realize that your potential is limitless. Start that new job or start that new project. Dig deep into your soul and find your true purpose. That's what life is about. Not material, not celebrities, not bullshit and politics. None of that is really pertinent to any of our lives. We have to work within ourselves to be the best version of ourselves and stop falling under this crazy spell that's going on. That would be the third time that I said crazy spell for those who are counting. Thanks as always for listening to the Between the Lies podcast. Until next time, signing off. Born hero on the beat. Yo. And she's the furthest thing from basic. Basic. I'm trying to deal with all these changes. And how my life keeps rearranging. Arranging. I'm just burning up these pages. And she's the furthest thing from basic. Basic. In the crib, just getting faded. They try to tell me to stay patient I hate it I'm just really trying to make it 
I think I gotta call it all off and fall back. I'm just so sick of trying to hold on. I used to pop a couple pills when I fell, oh yeah, and I ain't talking so off. Entities haunting me, demons keep calling me They threw the book at me, I didn't read it I gave you all of me, you're still a part of me You say you love me, but you didn't mean it I gave her everything beside a wedding ring You was just using me, I couldn't see it That's what you do to me, that shit, it ruined me I lost myself in the I search for the I meaning I think I gotta call it all off And fall back, I'm just so sick of trying to hold on Yeah, I used to pop a couple pills when I fell, oh yeah Talking Zoloft, yeah And she's the furthest thing from basic Basic, I'm trying to deal with all these changes Whoa, and my life keeps rearranging Arranging, I'm just burning up these pages